This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and today is day 58 of 100 days of Q&A. Today we're going to talk about should I break off the engagement working from home with a baby and why am I so angry? If you're new here, welcome. We have over 270 episodes about all things marriage related because this stuff matters. It's the most important thing in your life if you're married. If your marriage sucks, pretty much everything else does. That's the truth. So uh, we're glad that you're here. And as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a free audiobook on us. We love audiobooks. We read them all the time. We use them all the time. Mm -hmm. So go get an audiobook on us. And we are also live on Facebook and Instagram every single morning of the week. Uh yeah, so join us and we yeah. talk to people on our Instagram. Can you please? Good morning, not do Kenny. That? Good morning, Tony. What am I making you nervous when I hold your computer? It's my computer. Hold it with respect. <laughs> okay, we also read a review of the day, and today's review comes to comes to you from Senior Avocado. I love these names. Maybe Senorita Avocado will uh, write in too. Okay, five stars. Came for the anatomy, stayed for the marriage. All right, (laughs) Senior Avocado. Found these lovely folks through the bad Christian community maybe three years ago. Had the honor of being part of a last-minute breakout group about marriage at the... At that the first Bad Christian Conference back in 2018, that one was in Nashville. I still take credit for calling that group into existence. Haha, <laughs> thanks for rising to the occasion. And while I was already a fan of the podcast, that real-life interaction completely sealed the deal. And they were just as cool, if not cooler, the second time we got to hang a year or so later in Denver. Ooh, Denver. Oh, okay. Just a couple of true lovers with a true podcast, and I truly love it. Also, one of the very few podcasts my wife and I actually both enjoy and can listen to together. Side perk, Seth and I are both Enneagram 9s. Ooh, what's up, brother? So, that's cool. Also, I don't know what the title 
I created is supposed to mean it just seemed funny in the moment. I'm keeping it. <laughs> so I came for the anatomy. I stayed for the marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Thank well, you so much for that review. Um, it is so incredibly helpful when people rate and review our show. It helps new people find it. So thank you for your review. If you haven't reviewed the show yet and you are a listener, please do us a solid mm-hmm. and review the show. Yeah, it's kind of like paying it forward. Like if you leave a review, it helps other people find the show if it's been helpful or if you have a critique for the show, we will gladly take that critique it's and a big flipping deal it is uh, so thank you all right so go let's ahead and read dive the first one. into i can't read today question number one so seriously i'm not on the right thing okay the uh to the outside world also known as facebook <laughs> my mm. fiance and i look perfectly matched he what we have a passion for helping people adventurous spirits and active lifestyles yet we are currently miserable i feel like we're at a crossroads where we're both questioning if marriage is the right choice i compare his participation in our relationship to that of a teammate who shows up to every game but just sits on the bench no matter how much the coach tries to uh, encourage him to play he just gets angry and doesn't understand why just physically being there isn't enough i understand there may be things he's doing that i'm possibly not recognizing as effort and i want to give him credit for that perhaps then i could consider it's just a miscommunication or speaking different love languages unfortunately he admits that he is doing he isn't doing anything and he has taken a completely passive role in our relationship i'm incredibly confused he is a confident driven ambitious and positive person in every other aspect of his life except with me why is it that i don't get that version of him i feel like our relationship is on life support he is standing back with folded arms watching as a mere observer waiting for me to miraculously cure myself um as my condition just continues its rapid decline from my perspective, I see, wait, from my perspective, I see he has all the life-saving tools at his disposal and any intervention could turn things around. Why not at least attempt resuscitation? Attempt anything. We've been in couples counseling since February and I still feel completely disregarded in our relationship. Is it time to just pull the plug? Mm. It's a hard question, mm-hmm. but thank you for asking it. So I think I would like to know how long you guys have been dating, I'm assuming, a minute if you've gone to couples counseling and you're talking about marriage. I don't know if you're engaged or what, but it yeah, sounds they are like engaged. Okay. It sounds like he is wanting you to do a lot of the work. Just sitting back, arms folded, you know. So maybe he feels enabled in some way. Maybe it's a family of origin thing going on. But if if you guys are both miserable, then ooh, I might say pull the plug i know that's hard to hear um well first of all only you know what's right right and we can only give advice because we don't know the whole story but from what you've written here it sounds like maybe it is time to pull the plug because i I don't know maybe i don't know how old you guys are maybe he's going through kind of a, a like adjustment disorder of like i don't know what to do right now should i get married should i not what is his job what is his other what are his other aspirations what's going on you know i i don't know i'd like to know more information but from what you've written here it's like yikes maybe you're not a good fit and maybe you should pull the plug Mm -hmm. what do you think well i when i read this question this morning a few things came to mind and one of them was this idea of, I wanted to define the words partner Mm -hmm. and the words relationship. So the word relationship, the definition is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected or the state of being connected, right? Mm. The second definition is partner, a pair of people engaged together in the same activity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like you're engaged in the same activity, right? Right. Sounds like one of you is Mm -hmm. and one of you is not. That's not to say he never can be, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever. 
that's a thing. You're going to counseling, so obviously he's willing to try. That's mm. an important thing. But then also, in a healthy, differentiated relationship, you also have your own interests. Mm -hmm. So is he doing, you know, is he vibrant in his own interests over here? Are you vibrant in your own interests? And then you guys just aren't coming together? Or are you thinking that because, oh, we were supposed to be engaged and married, we're supposed to do all the same stuff together. Mm -hmm. I think that we fell in that trap really early on and it caused some hell, literally. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you wanted to do everything together. And I was like... I like to do things that you might not like to do, mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. So it wasn't very autonomous. And um, so you're saying it might be helpful to the relationship to not do everything together. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So I'm not saying break up. I'm saying let's take a look at other outside activities. Is he wanting to do his own thing that just because it doesn't involve you mm -hmm. doesn't mean that he's checking out and arms mm -hmm. folded and be like, I'm not doing nothing. You know, it doesn't mean that. Does that well, make I sense? Well, I don't think that's what she's saying okay. I think when it comes mm -hmm. to relational stuff. So on our uh, one of our things live, someone wrote, you don't have to get married just because you said you would. If it's dead before it starts, no bueno. He's not a bad person. He may just not be ready. I mm -hmm. love that perspective. Yeah. And I think that it's very valid. We have this weird thing in our mind where it's like, if we get engaged or something, then, well, I then mean, obviously you should get married. Mm -hmm. And it's like, holy crap, no. And yeah. it, like when you knew someone for three years and then by the time that three-year window is up and you say to yourself, uh, mm. do not sign on for another 50. Right, <laughs> like, but I, no. I do, I do want to bring light to the fact of like, you know, you feel stupid. Like I just wasted yeah. those three years. Well, and, and let's know? let's talk about that stigma. Did you waste the years that you didn't know how to walk? Yeah. <laughs> I have shame every day. Do you waste the years <laughs> that you were in like fifth grade? Was that the dumbest year of your life because you no. weren't in college? No. Like, it's, it's let's a, not be dumb mm -hmm. about this. Let's change oh, the... Mm -hmm. But you got to cut me off every minute. So when I do this, that means to, you can finish your sentence. I'm not going to interrupt, but I have something to say. <laughs> so, okay. When you hold a finger up, yeah. I should take it. I'm waiting patiently. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just think it's important that we, I, yes, let's address the stigma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super awkward, hard, weird. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's harder, weirder, more awkward? Awkward. Awkward. <laughs> that word. Um, it's staying together for, this, for right. the sole fact that you think you should. So let's reframe this, right? Okay. Three years, if you're engaged and you you call it off or whatever, I want to reframe it as what did you learn during that period? How did you grow? Mm -hmm. How can this be a literal stepping stone to, you know what? I couldn't have gotten here, mm -hmm. you know, in five years, wherever you are. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have gotten here to this five-year point if I hadn't had used that three-year relationship as a stepping stone. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Well, and yeah, it's life. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> like, let's just be okay with life being life. Right? That, I mean, that's, Is that our new thing? Let life be life? Let life be life. I just think it's really important that it, we don't take some things... We don't put a seriousness on something like engagement mm -hmm. in a way that we really don't need to be putting a seriousness mm -hmm. on. I know that sounds weird and people want to get married and that's what they thought was going to happen. But sometimes life doesn't come out the way you think it's going to come out. And there's no reason to let that be like the thing that tacks you to the floor. Right. And, and then you stress about forever. I'm just thinking like... Um, <laughs> Now this is this is funny. Like, how come yesterday, like when my mom was watching, like all the questions were about oral sex and stuff, and today, like they're just just, just about classic like, relationship. relationship. Why couldn't she Someone watch today? Wrote, um, you grow from every. Wait, now uh, I just saw a meme that said, "Remember that time you mistook a lesson for a soulmate." Ooh, that's, that's a good. good. One. 
You know, you grow, you grow from, from every ev- relationship you're in, good and bad. That's mm-hmm. true. And absolutely what Seth is saying, learn from your relationship and use it to better yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like working out. Like, okay, I'm going to work out. And then you go to the gym and you like do all the wrong exercises. You're like, oh, I am so sore. I'm dying. I pulled a muscle, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Learn from that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you did too much too soon. Mm-hmm. Okay, take it slow. What yeah. can you learn from that? Yeah, and I would say in this particular situation, it's like you're saying that what you really want is for for your fiance to be engaging in your relationship, not mm. not just the external things, hiking, mm-hmm. whatever the external things are. Mm-hmm. You're saying I want someone who's like in it to win it for our relationship stuff. Mm. So this is just a way to to show you what not to. What? How did I say that? It's a way to show you what would be missing in an, in the next relationship if you go into another relationship. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you will be able to see it now in a way that you might not have been able to in the past. And also nothing personal to him, but if you have higher expectations, I think you deserve better. Yeah, that's true. Maybe uh, your expectations, maybe your goals and aspirations aren't aligning. You're wanting more. It's kind of like having a person with a growth mindset. You know, and they're like, you know, kind of like in it to win it. And the other person's like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm just kind of comfortable here. Here's a, oh, sorry. Here's a really good example of that. And this is not, it's going to sound really goofy for a minute. My mm-hmm. sister and I, mm. my sister and I are really close, but we are definitely not the same. Her like ideal thing is stay at home and garden, right? My ideal thing is eat every food that's available, travel to every country, meet mm. every human. And, and she and I love each other, but we're just not like, I wouldn't want to live with her. (laughs) She's great. Yeah, you would. You guys would just talk all the time. I know, but like we have really different interests. It doesn't mean she's bad that I would, I want to travel all the time and all those things. So I think it's something really important to consider because getting married because you feel the pressure to get married is a terrible reason to get married. Mm -hmm. Marriage is really hard. How about this in general? Doing anything because you feel like a great pressure to do and it's not your truest and highest calling is not yeah if you can't figure out how to make it work that means it's not your highest calling kyle cease the crap out of this Mm. go listen to i hope i screw this up by kyle cease and then buy the limitation game for twenty dollars it is worth it it's like hours and hours and hours long it will help you understand that but thank you for the question and then that is really hard but let's not get married because we feel pressure there's too much content out there Sure, whatever. Go ahead and read a question. <laughs> You're so rude. I am. I'm not sure what to do. I'm a stay-at-home mom to a under one-year-old, and my husband works long hours at his job. He said some days he feels jealous that I get to stay home and spend so much time with our son. He gets that it's work, too, but he wishes he had the option, even though he has said he wouldn't actually want to stay home. I have offered to go back to work, and he said he would ideally like me to work from home, but I have not had any luck finding virtual jobs this far. I don't know how to help or support him at this time. Try to keep it short, but hope I put enough details in your answer for to, us to help answer. you answer thank you thank that, you for the question yeah that's a good question and i'm sure every mom and dad listening is like okay yeah they have peaked ears you uh-huh. know it's a really hard place to be mm-hmm. i would like to know what your opinions are on that from like just because mm-hmm. we've been there before right what was which was uh, kind of different because we had two kids like fast mm-hmm. so um i, I don't know that kind of changed things i had two little kids it's right. not like i really could do anything right. but I worked when our kids were little. My mom would watch our kids mm-hmm. and I worked because I needed sanity. I needed mm-hmm. to get out of that house mm-hmm. and away from those children. Yeah. Um, but what what are you, just what's your perspective as a man? So one one thing I think is like, okay, working, leaving the house and working at a job. And sometimes if, if I ever had like the thought of like, oh, I wish I could stay home mm-hmm. or whatever, that's kind of more of a reflection like I don't like my job. Yes. <laughs> kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, and that... Okay, this is something that I was going to say that women can't understand, but that's too that's well, too hun- much. Excuse me. <laughs> oh. 
Go ahead and um, tidy that mess up. So, no, it's not a mess. It's the truth. And even your reaction to it is like, I don't think you understand. But that's fine. So, the pressure of like, okay, wanting to be a provider, you know, and like, okay, you are staying at home, right, watching the kids, and that is work. That is absolutely mm-hmm. 100% work. But our culture doesn't pay you to stay home, right? So, somebody has to make money, right? So, sometimes it is feels like, and maybe this guy feels this way, it's like, I have no option. If I don't work uh-huh. and leave the house, then all that is at the house... Yeah, the house itself? ...doesn't function. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, and I think of, okay, say a million years ago, like we're in a cave and we have a baby, right? You're not going to leave the cave and go kill a deer, right? But like, okay, it's freezing cold. My leg is halfway broken. I have to go and get a deer. Otherwise, I die. You die, and my kid dies. And you heard of nuts and berries, hunter gatherer, gatherer. Come on now, work as a team. It's winter, ain't no berries around. I put them in storage because I'm that kind of lady. <laughs> Proverbs thirty one. Oh god. <laughs> and her. No, don't, don't even. Whatever. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, so there's there's pressure on both sides, and there's been a real push, and I think even you come into us like, you know, men don't know that women work at home. I'm like, yes, we do. We absolutely do, right? Some jerks say, oh, yeah, it'd be super great to be at home and do nothing, you know? But that's not what you do. And when I leave the house, it's not what I do. Just, like, eat bonbons and go to, you know, Bakery Nouveau. Sometimes I do. But um, on the whole, it's like, you do what you do to make this work. I do what I do to make this work, mm-hmm. right? And and our roles can be changed. There's tons of stay-at-home dads, so I'm not saying... Like, you know, the ultimate thing is for a guy to go and but work. That's, yes, it's just that's like, what I'm saying. There are right. women who provide for their family. That's what I was Of course, your best friend. At. Your best friend, right? Of course. So that's, it's not, I don't want to get into like, you know, toxic mas- masculinity or whatever. Sure, there's jerks and sure, there's bees out there, right? But this is not a case. I can understand like the husband, you know, kind of passively saying like, I wish I could stay home, you know, because he, he, he probably genuinely really would like to not go to work and deal with a bullcrap boss or like, mm-hmm people or whatever mm-hmm. you know it's just like you'd be like i would you've said it to me i wish i could you know go and do notes and work remotely at a starbucks yeah okay well who wouldn't from a screaming puking baby you know everybody would so what does it look like in balance there in balance i would like to stay home sometimes you would like to leave sometimes just so happens that i leave more and you stay home more mm-hmm. right but if that changes then that's fine i'm actually hoping it does <laughs> you know to some degree are you answering this question? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm saying, well, what is the even question? It says, I'm not finding luck finding a job. I don't know how to help or support him at this time. I think mm-hmm. Seth brought up a really good point in the beginning of what he was saying that this is more of a comment that your husband is probably not enjoying his job, mm-hmm. right? And so let's maybe mm-hmm. uh, there is a way where you can have a very explicit and clear conversation with him. Maybe you use the clearing structure at anatomyofmarriage.com under the tools section mm-hmm. and you say, you let him fill it out. When I'm at work, I feel this, mm-hmm. right? And it's not like a confrontational thing. It's just a clarifying thing, mm-hmm. clearing structure, right? It's a conversation starter. You're clearing the confusion or what people are feeling, and then you're having a conversation around that. Because mm-hmm. I think in a, in a way, 
you want to identify what it is that he's feeling is lacking, Mm -hmm. right? It might not just be the job part. It might be the satisfaction part. Mm -hmm. The like, I don't feel like we connect or I feel like I'm gone so much or whatever, right? So how can you have a conversation around that that will pull in multiple options from multiple areas? Mm Because I'll be real honest. Working from home is freaking hard, especially the younger your child is. Mm -hmm. Because a one-year-old is hard a two-year-old is harder a three-year-old is Mm -hmm. harder like it's really takes until they're about eight for it to get easier like they Mm -hmm. it's insane how hard it is even eight like okay we have uh 11 10 and seven year old right Mm -hmm. and i have adhd anyway and i literally can't work here and you you think you think I can, but I don't it's like... I think you can. I think you ought to try. <laughs> well, I have tried. I'm like, I absolutely can. I think it's partial to do with anxiety and stuff, oh, too. Oh, sure. Um, but less, well, less of that and more of like whatever. But I'm just like, I can't even think about stuff. You're super good at it. I mean... Well, it's also I, very different. I have a job I adore. Mm. You have to do notes and that's boring. Yeah, I would hate suck, that, but, but I'm mm-hmm. doing something that I can actually get like lost in. Right. So that's why I'm able to work at home and tune the kids out. Yeah. And it doesn't you know what? If, if we had a garage and the kids were here screaming and whatever, and I was working on tables, like oh, yeah, doing woodwork, yeah. I would I could You'd be, be out there all the time mm-hmm. and be like, stop it, start it, stop it, start it. But like yeah. with my level of work and like writing stuff, mm-hmm. it's just I have to completely be like all my brain yeah. there. You know? Yeah. But so. I do, I want to say, so... Here's a call out to the people in this group, ladies who work from home or men who work from home. Mm -hmm. If you have any ideas, throw them up right now. Mm -hmm. Put them on here. uh, Bring some ideas for working from home, just because that's a way to love this listener who wrote in. Mm -hmm. But also I would say... um, Look for your skills. Like I used to teach voice lessons from uh, from home, mm-hmm. but then also when Mariner was born, I taught voice lessons at a studio mm-hmm. um, in Issaquah, a mm-hmm. city near us. And I would literally go, like I'd be gone for a few hours at a time and it was always in the evening and weekends. So Seth would come back and mm-hmm. meet me and I would literally nurse our kid, give him back to Seth and continue teaching. Like I right. was in it to win it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, meaning... It was really vital for me to have something to do, mm-hmm. uh, and it was helpful for us financially because we weren't paying a babysitter. Seth would watch the kids on evenings and weekends, or my mom, or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, during the weekday. So there's ways to make it work. Um, I would say start with what your strength is. Don't just yeah. look for a job. I mean, that's Here, sorry. Here's here, here's a good point. So there are tons of online jobs that you can do and work remotely from home. Like literally everything from data entry to like super super boring no brain kind of stuff to like reach out to podcasts like ours and say, Hey, do you need any help? You Mm -hmm. know, and we barely have any money, but, but things like, Oh, you can do transcription or Mm -hmm. you can do, can you get in where you fit in? Can you, can you do audio editing? Can you do video editing? Are you good at email list? Stuff like that. Like we're we're looking for these skills. Yeah. Could you That's how I learned. That's how I make this podcast. That's right. I I did it myself. Okay. I'm going to read something. Definitely think there needs to be clear conversation about their roles slash goals slash desires about their current situation. Yep. I agree. I think sometimes men feel a lot of pressure to provide and her being able to also provide a small amount of income might help relieve the pressure. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's right. And somebody else says, so true. Yeah, Let's you're say, knocking the thing over. Watch other children, question oh, mark. Oh, that's a good mm-hmm. one. I'm, I've also seen women doing car rider line for those moms who the, and can take their small children with them without interrupting their schedules too much. I don't know what a car rider line is. I don't know. Virtual assistants to photographers, oh. videographers, florists, etc. That's a great one. Exactly. That, so, and that's, a, I think, a really awesome thing. When you only have one child, I know one kids are a lot, doesn't matter how many you have, but if you have the ability to watch somebody else's child and, and it, you're flexible and can like drive and pick them up, that's huge. That's mm. a great, 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 great option. Okay. But so, really get in where you fit in. Find your niche, find what you're talented at, mm-hmm. and just start figuring it out. Ask people. Get proximity principle principle. Yeah, but Ken, Ken Coleman. Like just Ken Burns. Ken Coleman. <laughs> Ken Burns. <laughs> okay. Great question. And okay, this is a good one. Yeah. How do you choose kindness over cruelty? How do you choose love over hate? How do you choose to speak life rather than death? These are the things I'm constantly wondering. I want so badly to be known as a gentle and loving mom and wife and friend, but how? Why does it seem so impossible for me to choose all choose kindness over love and life deep down i know that i want to be a giver of all things that are loving and pure but what comes out is wrath and hate and cruelty it's almost as if i'm incapable of doing what my heart actually desires why can't i get off the roller coaster and just be gracious in my words and actions why do i snap when i really want to do is hug why do i speak harshly when i want when what i really want to say is i love you is it's going to be okay why is there so much hardness in my heart when i desire to be soft and gentle why is it so hard for me to confront my husband in his anxiety rather than being harsh and saying things like you're fine get over it i don't understand how my desire does not seem does not and seems to be unable to match my actions how do i become a person that i want to be deep down instead of this monster that i've created did the apostle paul write in i know <laughs> so Okay. Why do I do I'm, what I don't want to do, but I don't do what I want to do? That's exactly right. So, okay, I'm going to read. Hold on, I'm holding it. Oh. Um, I'm going to uh, give my take, and then you give yours. So, first is, how do you choose kindness over cruelty? Simply, you choose it. That's all. How do I choose to love over hate? No, I'm not joking. And again, this podcast is something that I need to hear every single day. So, it's basically a big journal that I should read to myself. Anyway, um, how do you? how do I choose to speak life rather than death? You only think about life. What we focus on expands, and um, what uh, what we feed will grow. You know, like the, there's this old native saying: "There's there's two lions. No, there's two wolves. there's two wolves." You know, um, and the one you feed grows. The one you feed grows. What you focus on expands. And then uh, the very thing, the very last: How do I become the person I want to be deep down instead of this monster that I've created? If you created something. You can destroy it. If the power to create something is much more difficult than, I mean, sorry. Um, the, here's the point: if you created it, you can have ownership over it, and you can undo it. You can, right? It's not too far gone. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yes, but so, I would dare to suggest that she mm-hmm. did not create it. She mm. fed a wolf that probably is family of origin. Okay, yeah. I and mean, I'm not trying to blame your parents for sure either, but your awareness is curative. Your awareness mm-hmm. starts the process of this change. And here's the first thing that I think of. You said, how do I choose kindness over cruelty, love over hate? And uh, y'all are going to think I'm nuts, but this is the most helpful thing for me. Mm-hmm. I have to imagine what my children are seeing or mm. what my husband is seeing when I'm a total B word. Mm. And I am... <laughs> Voldemort, he, he, let's come up with some things that are terrible. 
Dormammu <laughs> from Doctor Strange. Right. Think of bad things, right? Who's the guy in the Lord of the Rings? Sauron? Mm-hmm. Sauron? Are they the same guy? One's an They're eyeball? not the same. They're both um, bad, though. Think of bad things. Other bad things. Anything. Other bad characters. The Wicked Witch from the West. Right. I don't know. Um, Ursula. Don't be Ursula with all your legs and freaking out with your big hair. Like, stop with the Ursula mm-hmm. and then figure out who you want to be, right? So let's make two opposing characters. Who do you want to be? Ariel? She's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But, like, figure out who you want to be. Uh, and what, and, and literally, it helps me to see it like a stupidly exaggerated cartoon character, right? Okay, like, like what? Who do you want to be? Well, I don't want to be Moldifart, <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> Right? So I don't want to breathe. I don't want to be like a death eater. Right. And when I'm pissed and yelling at my kids and s- telling you how much you messed up, I'm a death eater. I'm sucking the soul out of you and you'll never be happy again. Mm-hmm. Right? So I want to be serious black and have some chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but I, I, the way I think of it is I need to know what I don't want before mm-hmm. I can set out making what I want. But then the second part of that is I have to see myself being what I want to be mm-hmm. in my mind mm-hmm. before it's ever going to take place in the actual world. Right. So I have a practice I do at night. It's incredibly hard and I don't succeed at it very often. Mm-hmm. But I, when I lay in bed, I try to visualize the things that I want to be, how I want to behave, what I want to do, the things I want to accomplish. I've just recently started it and it's mm-hmm. super, super hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I literally like Is while it I'm... from Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich? Yeah, and a mixture. So it's a mixture of Think and Grow Rich and like the Kyle Cease mm-hmm. Evolving Out Loud mm-hmm. stuff. But where you literally see yourself receiving the things you want to receive, building the house you want to build, standing mm-hmm. in the yard that you want to own, um, like talking to your kids in a it's way like that's life reverse engineering. So, okay. Hashtag uh, real talk again. I did that yesterday, right? Okay. So I have struggled and I think a lot of listeners and a lot of people have struggled with the same thing. We will, even from Paul in the Bible, you said, I do things I don't want to do, and I don't do things that I, that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So you're like, what the F is the deal, right? Why do I do this? And I have like beat myself up so much, and I st- I'm still not at a, at a clear answer, you know, but I have found, how about this? I have found success. I have found progress through doing daily practices that get me to those places, like journaling every mm-hmm. single morning, Um running every single morning, drinking water, which, oh, so, I am so negative. You're in a space, that's for sure. I know. But I love you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, uh, and Because I was going to say, and it's so stupid, I do this. But I go through cycles of doing what I want to do and doing not what I want to do, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like eating scones or not working out or drinking too much beer or whatever. And I found that when I, when, I, when I talk about it, when I have a daily actual schedule of like, yes, I do this every day, then I make progress on those things, you know? Mm-hmm. Like when I lay there and meditate at night or whatever, mm-hmm. or like visualize myself or listen to a podcast or whatever, that's how you combat that. Like, and I think that you're, maybe this person is in a space too. It's like, why do I choose hate over love? And like, these are super strong words. You know, why do I choose death over life? Mm-hmm. So let's take a minute and step back and go, okay, 
life. Like there's because what we what we speak into existence actually will happen. Mm-hmm. That becomes our narrative, you know. And I have a thing on my phone. It says I can't remember what it says, but um, uh, today I choose uh, love. I, I expand in love, creativity, and abundance every day, and and inspire those around me to do the same. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a positive thing, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, I could reframe it and go. I choose to see negativity today. I choose to speak death rather than life. Mm -hmm. And I choose to be kind of stuck where Mm -hmm. I am. And I inspire those around me to do the same. Because that's what happens, right? I didn't even want to say that. That's like yeah. No, that's exactly the the type of like, you need something so intense and so deep and so like, this is so ugly to get your brain to really see that it is that vital to change. So Mm -hmm. the process of the changing is hard, but Seth is exactly right. It's like, you have to actually just do it. Mm. So you have to feel the dissonance of, I want to rip your head off because I'm mad at you dissonance dissonance mm. dissonance i choose to be kind mm-hmm. right and it's a it's like a guarding actually you know what listen to joyce meyer the woman has so much to say about taming the tongue and it is amazing but i want to write aaron wrote your body and behavior will listen sorry your body and behavior will listen to what your brain says and believes which is amazing and yes and she also wrote Think and Grow Rich and what? E squared. Is that really a thing? Are both great books about visualization and manifestation. Super interesting. E squared. I've never heard of that. But mm -hmm. I think, so visualization and manifestation, this sounds so weird, but it is like a phenomenal practice. So I would start visualizing and imagining yourself changing these behaviors. Mm -hmm. And then it is like you have to be able to sit with dissonance because you're your like normal self, your family of origin self wants to rip someone's head off when mm-hmm. you're mad or tell your kid they're an idiot or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But your like higher self, your love self, mm-hmm. your like super awesome, amazing Beyonce self. I don't know. Like you need to know that that person does different things than your like mm-hmm. low self does. So last night I was thinking, and maybe this morning, I know, I, I think it was yesterday and during the night and I was just, I wanted to like ruminate and kind of perseverate, like persevere on an idea is what perseverate means, on this idea of like, I think that I was just discontent or angry or or like I, I was getting caught up in that kind of like spiral of stuff. And I, I stopped and I asked myself, I'm like, why, why am I doing this right mm-hmm. now? And I was like, well, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Like oh, it, it's familiar. It, 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 it's, it's familiar. It's also a form of checking out, you know, like mm-hmm. you get on Facebook or Netflix or whatever and you're like brain off and that feels great it's also not scary because you know what's going to happen you are in control of all the anxious thoughts you're you're creating them literally but then I literally asked myself I'm like why am I it it was like I I saw the space that I was in and Mm -hmm. I was like why am I there? I don't, this it's not, it's not good it's not helpful, Mm -hmm. it's nothing and then I just like shut it off and it comes back as soon as it ends which is something I'm working on. You need to read on. Kyle Cease again. I hope I screw this up. That's the cycle yeah. you're in for yeah. sure. Mm. And but and the other thing I want to say too is that every single action that we do is our life combined. Cumulatively our life is created by all of the little actions that we do. And so even you being perpetually frustrated at yourself mm-hmm. at your desire to eat a scone mm-hmm. done daily over decades that's your whole life. <laughs> oh, your thing Oops, just unplugged. Happened? I don't know what happened. Check your microphone. Hello, check. Maybe that came. Yeah, okay. Um, do you know what I mean though? I'm, yeah. s- I'm saying not, I don't think you understand what I just said. So Say look at again. me really quick. Okay. Your 
Every day you get mad at yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't drink enough water. I just want a scone. I just want a beer. You do that practice, that meditation. That mm-hmm. is a meditation. It's a mantra. Mm. Every day you tell yourself. I just want to. I X. just want that. Why can't I this? Oh, I'm so stupid for thinking that. Mm. Replace your mantra. Mm. Right? And That's good. I, and I'm not. I had to do this for myself. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm not great at it, but at least I'm trying. You wanted scones every day too? I wanted to tell you how stupid you were every day because that's I'm just like this lady. Right. Right? And not that you even are stupid. That's just what my brain Im- immediately goes to. He didn't do it like me, idiot. Mm. Right? Oh, oh, you think that goes there? Of course you do. I'm not that bad. <laughs> but do you see what I'm saying? Right. I was like living this negative cycle. Every day I was meditating on the negativity in my mind and I was not letting it go mm-hmm. and I knew exactly what it would feed into next and I would talk to my mom and we both complained. So how did you let it go? How did you do it? Kyle when C's did you do it? meditation. Literally Kyle C's. You mean that recently? Yes. Wow. I mean I've practiced stuff with Joyce Meyer but, right. but her stuff is uh, more like te- like hearing her story helps you have insight into your own story but Kyle Cease's book I hope I screw this up and Take Control of Your Life by Mel Robbins and Kick A with Mel Robbins. I think the combination of those three books. Right. Um, and there's another one by Mel Robbins too. But like those three or four books were the mm. thing that was like, oh, I actually have to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Kyle Cease says in his book, and I don't know if it's in both, but he talks about you can't just talk about working out. Right. You have to actually stand on the treadmill. You can talk about how a treadmill works for 40 hours a week. You will not lose weight. You will not get fit. It will not do anything but give you head knowledge. And you have to get on the freaking treadmill. And and so many people are like fat as a tick with head knowledge and they never get on the treadmill. That's me. You're well, right. no, I'm kind of on the treadmill, but I like have you hate discomfort too much and so head you, knowledge of like master's a degree and stuff by the well there is but then a tons of books tons of podcasts mm-hmm. all this stuff you know and then even content that so i was running this morning and i was um thinking to myself okay like i can i can preach right i can say it i can do therapy i can do all this stuff but it's time to listen to my own words get on the treadmill get on the treadmill yeah, yeah. And, and there's a thing to also just processing what we know yeah. we don't often process what we know we need to actually take the time to turn everything off. Stop listening to podcasts. Don't listen to an mm-hmm. audiobook as much as I love them. Turn it off. Turn the music off. Mm-hmm. Sit in your room, meditate, go swimming, go on a run with nothing happening mm-hmm. and let your mind absorb what you are learning. Mm. Turn it off and then let your mind absorb it. That's a really good point. The last two days I've run for 30 minutes, no phone, no mm-hmm. earphones, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Just the sound of my feet hitting the gravel and it's been... It's been pretty good. Yeah, you. It's it's actually really crucial. But I want to just say, like, you have to get on the treadmill, and the dissonance that you feel is mm-hmm. progress. The mm-hmm. pain you feel is growth. It's all a part of the process. So uh, honor the process. Honor that it is a process. It's mm-hmm. not overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you can make the, even if you can change the behavior overnight, your internal conflict is going to last for a while. Yeah. Right. It's just fine. like I, I even say. And again, I'm speaking to myself, the only way out is through. Mm-hmm. And a- as you were talking, I was just like, I don't want to feel this dissonance anymore. What the heck does it look like to like be above the dissonance mm-hmm. and just 
do and be. Yeah, well, think that's of, what I long for. Think of like physical therapy, like recovery. Like Jackson, our nephew, busted his knee apart the other right. day. He's in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't want to feel that dissonance, the pain of his knee hurting, mm-hmm. guess what? He's not going to have the use of his leg. Right. Right. It's it literally is necessary for healing. Mm-hmm. So I I just really encourage anybody who's dealing with this kind of stuff, who's trying to change themselves, the process is important the Mm -hmm. dissonance that you feel learn from it every time you feel it be like yes Mm. i'm growing this Mm. is stupid but i'm growing right right because when we don't do that we don't grow if we just back away from every time it hurts we just never grow yeah okay i'm gonna read a bunch of uh things here so um let's see and thank and grow rich i've never heard of that book Uh, (laughs) so rude I've never heard of that book. Think I and Grow Rich. It's Think oh. and Grow Rich. Oh, it's it a is. different one than we're talking about. Pam Grout is the author. Sorry, I'll stop popping in. Oh. No, we love it. Mel just described me a, a five. Fat as a tick with knowledge and never using it. Yep. Get on the treadmill, girlfriend. Aaron says, guilty. I'm super knowledgeable on what needs to be done. Time to get my bootay in bootay. gear. Yep, me too. Let's see. Boom. Truth bomb. Yeah. Uh, that's true. It's, Let's that's see. the hardest part. Knowing and doing are two different actions. And mm. it's great to know. It's fun it's, to know. Yeah. But living. doing is a whole different thing. And I want, okay, I totally need to stop talking, but I just want to say this, that like even in what's going on in our family life right now, mm-hmm. knowing and doing are two different things. And putting yourself in the position of letting your knowledge transform your actual daily habits Mm. is incredibly hard. There is nothing more important than that though. Do you know? Yes, there is nothing more important than that. And I, I don't know why this came up, but when you were talking, like you said, knowing and doing, and you're super good at like knowing and then pointing out other people's, you're not doing this and it comes off as you being a jerk and it's not good. But I, I want you to hear this. Like, I beat myself up enough. I don't need any of it from you. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, and that just literally like, oh, that is a real truth. Because like this cognitive dissonance that these people feel in the Q&A, uh, the other listeners feel, that cognitive dissonance is I know everything about it, right? You're omnip- <laughs> omnipotent. <laughs> no, um, no. But listen, but it's like... I know all of that. And sure, somebody needs a good kick in the butt sometimes Mm -hmm. and everything. But coming from like your closest partner, it's like, I don't need any of that from you. I don't need any more like, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. Why don't you X, Y, Z kind of thing? Because then what that does for me is like, Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, Actually, and I think no this thank is a, you. Uh, this is a really away. good conversation and we'll continue it a different day. But I do think there is something to say when like I've watched you for 15 years stay in the same pattern mm. and I'm, and I'm, it, it's not sustainable mm-hmm. for us to reach our goals just uh, as a family, what we want to do with anatomy of marriage, what right. we want to do with our children and mm-hmm. as a couple. Mm-hmm. So that's where there is a dissonance that we need to resolve mm-hmm. together. So to be so there's a really there's a really fine line between there of like a, you're b- being a coach or a nag. You know what I'm saying? Does that a, make sense? A noche. A noche. <laughs> a no. keg. Yeah, a keg. Okay, you guys, awesome. Uh, one more thing, people will respect and acknowledge our words so much more our when we knowledge. show up with results and lead by example. Mm-hmm. That, okay, here's, I know we're supposed to end. So <laughs> I created this thing, which I thought about this morning, and it's called the Cold Dip Society, right? And it's a it's a funny thing, and me and Hattie and the kids do it, and it's doing the cold dips, right? And we were at the river a couple of days ago, and Hattie wanted me to, she was like, Dad, Cold Dip Society, and then started Cold Dip Society, you know, a chant, you know? And she was like, 
dad, you're the leader of the cold dip society, so you should go. And it's like, you're exactly right. And it's this small thing, but it was so illustrative of like mm-hmm. other bigger things. So yeah, um, we can have a knowledge of the cold dip or whatever, mm-hmm. but until we do it and like sit in the cold water and do the work, mm-hmm. then boom. And that's what everybody hates about like people in the church. Oh, they're so like, they say this, but they do that. Like mm-hmm. walk your talk. Do If you say it, do it. Like, right. Don't. Yeah. Don't pretend. And that's and it's that's dividing. People don't like that. That's why people write in and say, I don't like you telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not about thinking and not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. one more thing. Said, <laughs> I can't have someone close to me try to help me lose weight. I need a stranger screaming at me while I run and cry. The lack of relationship takes away the personal insult. Yes. You that's know what a coach really, is. Yeah. Because when she starts her bull crap of like, you know, well, not bull crap. I want to say it respectfully. But I'm like... You're just breaking me down. You're not helping, right? You That's what know it feels like. But that? but oh. if a coach did it, just like Tony is saying, is like, I don't even know you. I don't care about you. I just want you to grill me mm-hmm. and drill me in the ground, and then I can walk away and be like, thanks, dude. What's funny is I was maybe I shouldn't even tell you. Never mind. I'm not even gonna tell, tell me. You. Nope. Tell me. I want to read this comment. Uh-oh. I wonder if you have a one wing, Seth, with an inner critic coming from a one. It's hard to hear a critic from others because you're already criticizing yourself mm. and people just want to genuinely help. Well, you're that a nine. Is probably. Yeah, it would be a one wing. Nine to one or nine are, to eight. Or what? Mm, that's right? interesting. That I've never thought about that. That is really, really good. Yeah, an inner critic. Uh, duh. That's all I do. But also when something is asked of one or the other spouse, we can only ask so much before the other before the anger comes. What about when coaching doesn't work and nagging seems the only way to have something get done? For example, chores. Mm. See, I feel you. Mm-hmm. I feel that comment. <laughs> and that's where I get... That's. I mean, this is a great conversation. We mm-hmm. need to have this conversation. I think having it in real time is appropriate um, because <laughs> that is what I struggle with, where I'm like... That's why the Lord created chore lists and to-do lists. Like, this is easy. Don't talk to me about what you feel about it. Let's mm-hmm. just get it done. Mm. So to be continued. TBT. Nope. TBC. TBC. CBD. All right. Um, <laughs> Another longest podcast ever, 42 minutes. So we love you guys. Thank you. Yeah, nine wing one. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go look at that like two nine seconds from one now. Wing. Okay. Nine wing one. Oh, I don't know. So, okay, we, we love you guys. Remember to go rate and review the show and uh, look out for our brand new mm-hmm. premarital series coming, coming up. coming out soon. But and please, please, please rate mm-hmm. and review the show. Send your questions to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com and please share the pod with your peeps. It's That's right. important. All right, we're ending this, but we'll stay on our lives. Share this stuff. Later. All right, bye.